It is Monday. Welcome to our weekly study session here at remarnurse.com. Hello there. My name is Professor Regina, and I'm so happy that you're prioritizing this subject today. We're going to go over the content of analgesics. If you're studying with me in my full program, the V2, this will help you as you are going through the pain lecture and also in QuickFox, we're going to do analgesics as well as look at um, the prioritizations. Ugh, priority. Priority is really a struggle point for most nursing students, not just you, but I see it when I present the questions at the end of this how you guys are looking at prioritization as a whole. So let's get into it. Let's talk about analgesics. But I still want to remind you that you have a chance to take your uh, NCLEX study into the next level with the 30-day challenge. Don't sleep on the NCLEX 30-day challenge because it is, not only is it free, but also it is going to allow you to create account in V2. So if you don't have V2, and you want to know what V2 is like, this will help you to do that. Also, it's going to help shorten your studying time. It's so different when somebody is actively asking you questions than when you're just reading or looking at an image. I told you that. You can look at a beautiful image all day long, but if you don't understand what is important about that for NCLEX, you're going to be studying longer. And so the goal of the 30-day challenge is that you get over the hump of understanding quicker. So you can sign up for it. Go to remarnurse.com forward slash 30 days, 30 days. <laughs> I love this. No, listen, um, hilarious. I just have never seen anything like that before. It says, I just changed my eight months old daughter's name from Raven to Remar because of you, Professor. May God bless that child with um, all the success and all the um, sharing and knowledge and wisdom that we as a company have been able to provide. So that's, that's amazing. Oh my goodness. Um, and again, we are deep diving into the V2. So I was looking at this book. I've been studying this book. There are some things that I am even seeing as I go through this program for the second time, right? Um, this These couple weeks, but also in my quick facts book as well. I need you guys to be in here because, for example, the analgesics, the pharmacology section, it, it, it really is going to go as deep as you want it to go. So for analgesics, the fine points in quick facts, you guys have to take hold of. You guys have to take hold of it. Um, and it's not just a skim book. This book is not the skim book. This book is the memorized book, all right? Especially for my international nurses. Shout out to you all that are watching because I find that when you understand quick facts, it goes a long way to um, understanding the other case study points as well. So get in get into the v2 our code for this month is invest invest if you put that code in as you are checking out for v2 you get 30 percent off the entire program and that includes the quick facts book so let's get into it we are doing analgesics on today some pharmacology here let's read about it oh um and as you're taking notes you can put your notes directly into your give me the page for quick facts you can put your notes directly into quick facts for this topic for page 97 i saw that there is a lot of room here so all in here write these notes okay 
because analgesics, the beginning slides are going to cover, these are the four, acetophetamine, um, then you have naproxen, yes, then we have insets, and then we have aspirins, which is a subgroup of insets, but it's still important that there's some things that you need to know about this one too. So let's get into it. We're going to deep dive into this content. I love it here. Analgesics. These are medications that relieve or eliminate the stimuli of pain. Pain can be a result of several pathologic conditions. We don't have to go over all the conditions for NCLEX. We just need to understand pain is a result of many things. Now, there are two classifications for opioids when it comes to your NCLEX RN or NCLEX PN. These are going to be um, the, the central nervous system ones and the peripheral nervous system ones, you got um, opioids or non-opioids. Opioids are going to affect the central nervous system. So when I say opioids affect the central nervous systems, what kind of presentation or what kind of vital sign changes are we going to expect from opioids if they affect the central nervous system? What are we going to be expecting from our patient who's on an opioid? What do you guys say? If they affect the central nervous system, then our patient's going to have issues with bingo. You got it. Respiratory depression, hypotension. Mm -hmm. I like that. Low and slow. Low and slow. These are the things that the opioids are going to do. And so if we even know that, then when it comes to our priority questions at the end of this, we will be on the right track if our patient's taken an opioid. Now, a non-opioid is not going to have the same issues with central nervous system depression, but it will affect the peripheral nervous system. So what does that mean for our patient? If a patient takes a non-opioid, then they're not gonna have issues with respiratory depression. It'll have a pain response stimulus, but also they could have in the periphery, they could have numbness and tingling. They can also have some GI bleeding, right? It can break down um, some of the gastric mucosa. So these are the kind of things that we're going to see with the non-opioids, but we're going to review those topics today. Now, pain in general, what is pain? Well, pain defines the uncomfortable situations or sensations in the body. They do come from a nerve, a nerve that is being afflicted. Surrounding tissues are also having that stimul stim stimulation. Okay. Pain can be described as abrupt, okay, persistent, pounding, squeezing, stinging, burning, or just sore. Pain might be constant, intermittent, oh, only under certain conditions. I think in general, nurses need to remember that everybody has a different interpretation of what, of what pain is. Some people have very high pain tolerances and they can, you know, go on about their day. How many people are like that? You have a very high pain tolerance. Other people have a very low pain tolerance. They, they cannot, you know, they can't take it. They can't take it. We know in general, women, do they tend to have higher pain tolerances or lower pain tolerances than men? Which one? 
women higher or lower than men? I'll let y'all put that in the comments. Okay. Okay. So another thing that we want to discuss is the different types of pain, the acute pain versus the chronic pain. Acute pain appears very quickly and lasts only a short time, less than three months. So examples of acute pain would be like, you know, childbirth, labor comes on very quickly, very intense, but then only lasts for a shorter period of time, which is why women, um, they say, actually, once you have the baby, you kind of forget how painful it was, right? Chronic pain, these are things that tend to last for a longer period of time. If you have um, conditions such as migraines, um, the, these things will continue on and on throughout your, um, throughout your life if you get into a situation. So the good thing is in Western medicine, we deal very well with pain. We have created medications or found natural you know, substances that will deal very well with pain, especially acute pain. Western medicine can take care of that. Let's look at the non-opioid analgesics. These are the ones that are found in your Quick Facts for NCLEX book. These are the ones that you should have on a flashcard or in your mind somewhere because you do need to know about this pharmacology. So acetaminophen, this is used, you know, to treat mild to moderate pain. However, it can lower and it usually does lower a fever temporarily. Now, one thing that you should know about the difference between acetaminophen and NSAIDs is that acetaminophen does not reduce the I word. What is the I symptom? Starts with the letter I that acetaminophen does not touch at all, but NSAIDs do touch. What does NSAIDs reduce that acetaminophen doesn't reduce? Okay, welcome everybody. This is your Monday study session. Every Monday at noon Eastern time, we come together and go over the content inside of my NCLEX review program. So you take it to another level and of course, I see you guys are tracking with me today. The I word that acetaminophen will not decrease is inflammation. Very good, inflammation. So keep that as a reminder of when it is appropriate to give a acetaminophen or an NSAID. Also knowing that acetaminophen actually can cause inflammation because it damages the what, right? What organ are we always looking out for on our NCLEX exam? So let's do the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. This is used to treat mild to moderate discomfort in the same way. And it also will decrease inflammation-related pain and temporarily reduce fevers. So this is why if a patient has a sprained ankle or they pull a muscle, then you would give an NSAID-like drug because it is going to reduce the overall inflammation, right? Anti, uh, anti help me say it, help me say it today, um, anti-epileptic drugs like gabapentin, sometimes they are used for neuropathies or neuropathic pain and neuralgia. 
So that is also considered a point of pain relief. If you know somebody who takes gabapentin, I know many people who take gabapentin for pain, for pain, and it is simply because it is the type of pain that the patient is experiencing. Our opioids, check this out. The analgesic opioids, also known as narcotics, what they do is they actually relieve pain by changing the brain's perception of it. So these are medications that actually do act on the central nervous system, the brain, the, the brain stem, the spinal cord, right? And so you have natural and you have synthetic opioids. The natural opioids, painkillers, we, you know, we call them, they kill pain, codeine and morphine. Very strong, very common, okay? Very strong, very common. Very important for you to understand the detrimental effects of giving a patient morphine or codeine and understanding too that your patient, when you are pulling out this medication, they are gonna be watching you, they're gonna be watching you like a hawk because they know that what this medication, what's the number one concern of a patient who is about to be given a narcotic, just generally? What are they going to be so afraid of? The, the majority of them. When you go to give a patient morphine, what are they going to say or what are their family going to say? And you have to be willing to address this. Not allergy, the other A. They are going to say, I don't want to take this because I do not want to become addicted to this medication. I don't want to become addicted to this medication. What do you say to a patient who has that concern because it is a valid concern. What would you say to that patient? Because the family is, and you, and you know, the patient is in a lot of pain. Perhaps they just had an amputation. Perhaps they were rear-ended in a car accident. And, you know, the non-opioid medications are just not touching their pain. And so we go to give them a, a morphine or a semi-synthetic opioid like hydrocodone. What do we say? What do we say to that? They say, I don't want this. I don't want to be addicted to this. Mm. Well, what do we say? Do you not give it? Yes. We definitely tell them we are not going to use this long term. We are using this so that your body can heal, so that we can use this time for you to adequately heal. I like that. We will also be monitoring you closely. And another thing that's really reassuring is that we are giving you the lowest dose, okay? We're, we're, we're using it properly. We're giving you the lowest dose. I like this. There's a limit to how much we can give you. All right, you guys are really doing a great job here because this is a real challenge. This is a real challenge because we do know people become addicted. There are patients that will come in and they will say, I'm allergic to everything but Oxycontin. Don't give me anything else but Oxycontin. I'm allergic to, I'm allergic to Tylenol. I'm allergic to, you know, morphine. I only want Oxycontin, right? Or they say, I only want uh, 
what else do they ask for? I only want um, Dilaudid. Just give me Dilaudid and I'll be fine. I just know it, right? Yeah. So we have to be aware of these things, the natural opioids, coating morphine, and then we have semi-synthetic opioid analgesics. These include hydrocodone, oxycodone, oxymorphone, hydrocodone. Ah, okay. Methadone is a medication that comes up in the conversation because methadone is a clinical medication. This medication is used as a deterrent to use what? People who take methadone are taking it because they don't want to use what, right? So we use this medication as part of a pain relief, but it is specific to in illegal substances as part of their treatment plan. Yes, people that are addicted to heroin most likely are using methadone to come off of heroin. And it's not that methadone works differently. Methadone pretty much works the same way as heroin, but it is a legal medication. Yeah, methadone is a replacement for heroin. So understanding this, uh, if a patient comes in and you ask them what medications that they take and one of their medications is methadone, then guess what? Then you know that you have a short period of time before that patient will start to have either withdrawal symptoms or be looking for their next dose of an opioid, all right? So these are the challenges that you will face in nursing. And I think this is what NextGen NCLEX wants you to be able to anticipate, right? So if a patient says coming in in admission that they take methadone daily or every other day, I don't know, um, how they, how they would take it right now. But if they come in and say they're on methadone, then you already know some of the psychological, um, well, I don't say struggles, but psychological factors that you need to play into your plan of treatment, okay? Other than methadone, other synthetic drugs that are used in the hospital for pain control, tramadol and fentanyl. Man, 10 years ago, fentanyl was not a thing. 10 years ago, fentanyl was really reserved for surgical procedures. And you didn't hear this discussion of fentanyl as a street drug or a very, you know, glamour. I don't, and I don't want to say glamorized, but it just gets so much media attention now that we absolutely have to understand about fentanyl being used outside of the surgery room. Because when a person is on fentanyl, they are usually being monitored by who? Right? If a person is taking fentanyl, who is at the bedside with that person? Yes, the doctor is there, but who else is there? You have the anesthesiologist because fentanyl can severely cut off respirations, right? So you would have an anesthesiologist at the bedside for somebody who's taking fentanyl. But we know that people are taking fentanyl at home. You guys see that? People are taking fentanyl in their homes. And so it's just, um, 
it's just so important that we have these conversations and we understand what position our patients are in inside and outside of the hospital. I mean, it just blows my mind. 10 years ago, I didn't have to talk about fentanyl in this way at all. But times are changing. So we have here the administration. This comes from your um, this comes from your quick facts book. These are just the classes of medications that I want you to know. Why is it so? Why are people taking fentanyl now at home? Um, I think it just comes from the desire to want to have that next high experience because it is a pain factor, right? So if you take an opioid, it is going to make you, it's going to make you numb. It's going to make you high actually. And so just like people like cocaine and then a faster way, you know, you can get the drug quicker if you do a different route of it. So people inject it right? People inject medications and then they just want the stronger medications. And so fentanyl is one of those highest, highest respiratory, um, depressive, highest opioid, um, what do they call it? Euphoric medications, but it is so dangerous. All right. It is so dangerous. So these are, these are the highs that society is chasing now. So the non-opioid analgesics that you have to know is acetaminophen. Mm -hmm. All right. And so remember that acetaminophen, normally you're going to take it orally. Either you're going to get it in a syrup or oral solution or a suspension if you're giving it to the peds population. But acetaminophen can also be given IV and as a rectal suppository. So for... Patients who are NPO, but they have a fever, you can give them an acetaminophen suppository. And this is something that is quite common, actually. NSAIDs, you can read about NSAIDs. Quick facts. Remember, this is the book. I will, I will preach this no matter where you are. That's why we ship this book internationally. So if you're calling me from the Philippines, South Africa, wherever you're calling me from, the UK, Ireland, all of you have to take the NCLEX. Every nurse that wants to come here has to take the NCLEX. And so this is a um, this is a book that will help you to make sure that you have the content that you need. All right. So we were talking about the non-opioid analgesics, but I do have something very amazing. I see that I have a Remar nurse. I'm going to bring her on, and I hope she's safe because it looks like you're driving. Are you driving right now? No, I stopped. Hi there. Uh, so we have your testimonial here. It says, hi, Regina. I finally passed my NCLEX PN second try. All right. I purchased your V2 30-day program in Quick Facts on January 1st. And you took your test on the 19th. So you were moving, found out yesterday that I passed. So tell me about it. How did you find Remar? Well, actually, I was like Googling like stuff that could help me, you know, pass the NCLEX. Like I just searched like um, how to pass NCLEX, like easiest way to memorize these and all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I actually, I don't know, it just came out on the Google, your um, website on YouTube. Yeah. So I click the link and then I watch your um, I watch your YouTube there and I was like I'm I got interested because like 
the way you teach stuff, it's very on point. Like, because I, I actually use, um, what they call this, Archer. Mm. And yeah. they have videos like an hour doesn't sink in. Like, it doesn't help me. No. Too much information. Too much. So I need something that will, you know, line out the, um, the things that I need to know. Yes. Which yeah. is what I see on your program. I, I I saw I saw your program was it was on December before Christmas, so yeah. then you have like the uh, seven days um Christmas uh, thing the, mm-hmm. the class I did that too, and like on January I decided to buy it because I think January first is the last day like to purchase the mm-hmm. the, the promo for your thirty day thing. yeah and you so did. I did it. <laughs> That's faith. Like, that's just stepping out on faith. How did it feel failing the NCLEX the first time? The first, it was horrible. Because, like, I studied, but I think I, I, I did study, but I go to questions. Not knowing the content. Like, I know the content, but not, you know, focusing on it. Mm-hmm. I'm How more many questions would you answer. say? You, did you just do, like... Were you just doing the CAT exams over and over again? Or what, what, like, how many hours would you spend doing questions? Like, where do you think, you know, what did you do wrong? Because I, I want people to not make the same mistake. I want them to get where you are quicker. Because uh, I actually, on, on uh, when I was doing Archer, I just do all questions because I cannot go to the videos, to the, to the class that they have. Mm-hmm. So questions, a hundred questions a day, sometimes two hundred. But I don't. It didn't help me because they said question will help you. You know, practicing question, practicing question. But it didn't work for me. I gotta know the content, which you helped me that with that. Yeah. I. You know what? Tell you honestly, Regina, I didn't even use your quiz bank. I did you two cat. I just did that two cat, and then that's it. See, See. but I wow. read your the quick facts twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read the quick facts. That is the importance of content. So, mm-hmm. like, I love what you just said because honestly, if you understand the content, you don't have to do a lot of questions. You don't right. have to do a lot of questions you understand what your, you know, what your discipline is. You're a nurse. You're a nurse. Are you, where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. You're from New Jersey. So you have your New Jersey license now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So you studied the V2 in two weeks. How'd you do that? Well, actually, um, nonstop. Um, I'm basically, cause I, I actually don't have work. Got laid okay. off, but okay. I'm doing Uber. I'm driving. So while I'm driving, I'm listening to your YouTube. I'm listening yes. to the 30 days um, challenge that you have, answering questions while I'm working. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then I try at night, I try to read the book. Because the thing with the quick facts, it's short, but it's detailed. Like everything that you need to know, it's there. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I go to class, um, you're giving more information. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that helps me. That, that actually helps me. 
So you were multitasking. You were like driving and studying at the same yes. time. And you're like, yes. I got to do this. I love that. That, yes. that says how it, that's just says the process that it takes. So tell me, how did you feel when you were taking the NCLEX the second time? What did you notice differently about yourself? How do we the, pass? Um, the first time, I cannot remember any questions. After the test, I feel like, okay, I finished it. But I don't know what, what just happened. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like mm -hmm. I feel like I I didn't know anything. And then when um this when I took my test Friday, I walk in, um I'm still nervous because I'm thinking like oh I'm gonna fail again blah blah. But I was like no, I even write on the paper <laughs> the word I will I must pass that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to look at it and be like okay I have to say that's that right. Focus. <laughs> So, um, yeah, um, and then the second test, like, I was answering question, and then I feel like I'm hearing you in the back of my head while I'm answering that. the question. Okay, I have to do to, to read the question, what mm -hmm. is asking me. Yeah, and then, like, I remember most of my questions. Like, it was you on your why? Because you recognize the content. You recognize the subject, and that's how you can leave saying, oh, I knew that stuff because you actually mm -hmm. knew that stuff. You knew the direction you were going in. That's such yeah. a good feeling. That's yeah, such a good feeling. <laughs> so now that you have your license, what, what's next? What are you going to be doing? Well, actually, I just got a phone call for interview. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> looking but, for a job. Yeah. What kind of nurse do you want to be? Um, I want to. I want to go, I want to go on, um, geriatric. Geriatric nurse. Look, yeah. I love that. We need great nurses to do that. That's one of my, <laughs> that's one of my sweet, sweet spots. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and letting us know that you passed. You, you, you made some adjustments. You didn't let a long time go by. You brought the program January 1st. Then two weeks later, basically, you had your nursing license. That's the way to do it, everyone. She did it the right way. <laughs> did it the right way. Okay, speak to anybody that is watching right now that failed the NCLEX and they just feel like they, they can't do it. They can't do it. What would you say to them? Well, just have faith. Just have faith. Don't lose hope. Um, your time's going to come. When it's your time, it's going to come. And then trust the process. Love it. That is exactly, that is exactly what I would have said. So be safe. Let us know. Don't go too far. You always know where to find us. And I hope to hear from you soon. Okay. I want to know if you got that job in geriatrics or if you're doing something else, just stick around. All right. <laughs> I'm going to miss your voice with Gina. I opened yeah, after the test. I went on uh, my book and I was looking on the book and I was like, mm, I feel like I got this. But I'm definitely going to miss studying with you. <laughs> oh, man. The pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine. And I'm so proud of you for doing what you needed to do and working and studying and not just, you know, letting the, the defeat overtake you because now look at you. Doesn't matter. You, you recovered. You did what you had to do. And now you're a nurse. So when you are ready, I will come back and I will be here. And if you want to speak again, you're always welcome to talk to the Remar nurses. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Monday motivation turning into winning Wednesday. This is what usually happens. She said, have faith, 
trust the process. That's so relevant to me. I got another Remar nurse. Hi. Hi, Ms. Gregina. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> Tell me, how did you get here? What did you, what, what, what's going on? You're an so, RN now. Yes, ma'am. All thanks to God and you and Mac. Yes. Um, Tell me I, about uh, it. I graduated last year and I used Archer. I used um, Sandals, Marquet, and it was like, it was a lot, like too many things that I feel I knew some and then the rest I'm like, what is this exam saying? <laughs> so mm -hmm. I called up a friend that was last year before Black Friday and told her that, hey, I'm struggling. And she was like, you need to get Remanos. I'm like, I have heard of Remanos, but I never thought about it. So I got your V2 during the Black Friday sales. I got it with the quick facts. And I started studying. I, I studied, I, I got the three months. Okay. Because I was like, uh, I don't want to change my dates, but I want to make sure I am ready because it's very important that you're ready for that exam and I knew that I also had to deal with my anxiety because I have a really bad testing anxiety so I uh, took my time and then I tested in January like the first the first week of January yeah and here I am I'm now BSN RN so wow just like that yes. just like that this what tell me um how did you how long did you wait before you decided you were going to test again? After you failed, how long did you wait? I failed in September, and I was like, you know, you need that mental break. Because I took, I took my last test September 11, that's 9-11. Mm -hmm. I said, I needed uh, that break from everything, everyone. Even my baby had to suffer a little because I was not in a right you know, mental states to do anything. Sometimes I just stay at him and I'm like, I'm sorry I can't be the best mom you need right now, but yeah. I'll get there. So Yeah. And then it's really um, tough. what does it feel like to fail the NCLEX? Like for people that some people don't know, like what does it feel like to try to, to do all that work and it doesn't it give you the results? The worst thing that can happen to a person. I told all my friends that graduated after me, I'm like I pray for you all to never have to retake the NCLEX. It's it's horrible. It makes you feel less of yourself. It makes you feel like you're incompetent. I tell you, it's it just breaks you down. It makes you look at yourself like you're a failure, but you're not. And like Kat said, you need to trust the process. Sometimes, I remember there was a day Mark was talking and he was saying, sometimes God is, is speaking to us, but we are not listening. I caught that word that day and it, it really helped me. It was what made me to tell myself, okay, take as much time as you need. Bring yourself back together. Trust God. Do your V2. Do your V2. I'm going I'm to keep emphasizing that because that was a question I had and I was like, what would Nurse Regina say? <laughs> and then I got the answer. I did a video three times. I did quick wrap three times. I like I I made sure the book cover to cover. Yeah, and then the videos there. Sometimes I can. You did this it. book cover to cover. Yes, 
And there was a time that there were some videos I played more than once. Like there was one um, that more which than one? What video yes. did you play more than once? The um the the one for the kids, the mm -hmm. milestone one, because I had a lot of feet question. Oh my god, OB and Pete's was woo. <laughs> But because you already broke it down, it was easy. And then I had a lot of next gen question, and with the quick back, that was like, let's go. So, so yeah. So this time around, when I went, I I did not have a tiny bit of anxiety. I was telling my mom because she came in in December, so I got that help from my baby. I was like, Mom, this is the first time that I have gone in to take this exam that I did not feel an atom of anxiety. I didn't feel nothing. Amazing. And when I, when I got done, I was like, God, I leave it to you. This is going to be my last one. And indeed, he was faithful. I just want to say thank you to you. Thank you to Mac and the Rima family. And for everybody that's preparing, trust yourself, trust God. God first, I always say, you always have to trust God first. Trust yourself. Do the work. You have to do the work. Put in the time. And like Ms. Regina said, you don't need to study every day for mm -hmm. five hours. Do your three hours. Do your two hours. You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. What country is your mom from? I'm Nigerian. Nigerian. We are on a Nigerian success train right now. We have so many nurses from Nigeria that are having a tremendous success with the NCLEX. And it is just such a, a proud moment uh, yeah. for the country uh, to be able to have nurses that are, are so amazing and passing the NCLEX. You give us hope, you give us hope. Yes. Thank you, thank you so much for, um, for giving me the opportunity. I know you have a lot of choices and you didn't have to go with Remar, but I am so humbled that you chose Remar. So thank you. Thank you too. All the, all the best to you. Blessings to your family. Bye-bye. You guys. And so as we are endeavoring, as you are showing up, don't forget to do the investment part of the entire process. Because it's one thing to just watch these videos, but it's another thing that when I get off of here, you have a place to go. So the code invest, <laughs> invest, for the V2, 30% off of the, the course. The course, that is where it takes place. And did you hear her? There are videos in here. Don't be afraid to watch them more than once. Pediatrics, developmental milestones. Don't be afraid to watch those videos more than one time. All right? Uh, because it's all about, at the end of the day, being able to recognize the things that NCLEX asks you. If you recognize the content, you don't have to have that specific question. Some people that are just focusing on questions, they're literally trying to memorize questions. That's not the goal of this. It's not to memorize questions. It's to be able to recognize the nursing process. All right, let's get back into it. Let's, I don't even know where we were. Where were we at? So good. I, is there anybody else? Is there anybody else that wants to come on and let us know that you passed? Who's next to testify? Who's next? So I was indeed talking about QuickFax and the medication types that you need to know. NSAIDs, another example, aspirin, ibuprofen, naproxen, um, so 
a bit. These are medications that are given as well to reduce inflammation and pain. Your antidepressant medications are found in QuickFax pages 113. Yes, you can buy QuickFax when I come to the Philippines. I'll have it for you guys. Anticonvulsant medication um, also should be noted, gabapentin we give orally. And so the medication list for QuickFax is not very long. Like it, it really isn't. I'm giving you the, the most frequently asked medications. And I do that for my practice analysis um, in nursing. So these are the ones that nurses are giving the most of. Opioid, the point of opioid medications is that you can give them Okay, you can give them orally, transdermally, and just know what these things mean. Okay, nurses know what these things mean. Transmucosal, IV, continuous IV infusion, IM. My expectation is that you understand the complexities of giving IM medication. Intraspinal, which we do not give, um, but, you know, we understand that it can be given there. And then long-term continuous um, infusions can be given as well. All right. So let us let us go to, are we ready for, let me see how many people we have here. So we have, really quickly, just so we know for our light goals, we have 601 people watching on YouTube. And then we have 150 likes. So we want to get that number up to 325, 325. So smash that like button on YouTube so that we can unlock our bonus question. And they're good today. They're good today. All right. So side effects. We have non-opioid analgesics. We talked a little bit about this earlier, but remember, we're going to have more peripheral side effects here. So skin reddening rash blisters, GI upset, GI bleeding. We know that tinnitus or ringing in the ears, okay, is something that is, is a side effect. Headache, constipation, nausea, vomiting, hypertension. I'm, I'm listing these more so so that you guys just understand that when you give a non-opioid, you're going to have possibly just as many side effects as you would an opioid, is just different. It's just different, okay? Our opioid analgesics are going to be, they're going to be dysphoria, euphoria, all right? Sedation, respiratory depression, constipation. You have some suppression of the endocrine systems, cardiovascular issues such as bradycardia makes sense. I think somebody wrote in the comments and I just love it. Low and slow. Convulsions, nausea, vomiting, skin itching or pruritus and long-term use of opioid analgesia can lead to tolerance or needing more and more and more. Oh my goodness, you guys are only a hundred away from our sheer goals already. So go ahead and continue to smash it on YouTube. Contraindications or very important reasons you would not give acetaminophen or NSAIDs. So let's look at acetaminophen. I am expecting you to have learned this in nursing school. I'm expecting you to have learned this in nursing school. We are not going to give any medication, of course, that we're allergic to. Some patients are allergic to 
acetaminophen. So we're not going to give that. If a person has hepatic impairment, what is hepatic mean? What organ are we talking about? All right. These are from my pre-nursing students who are watching essentially acetaminophen, liver issues don't go well. Okay. Also, we are not really administering um, aspirin and acetaminophen at the same time, unless the doctor is telling us to do that. Very important. Okay, NSAIDs, of course, hypersensitivity is going to be a major contraindication. Also, check this out. People with these conditions also have to be careful with NSAIDs. People who have a history of GI bleeding. We know that, right? Um, if you have any kind of any kind of GI issues, peptic ulcers, okay, uncontrolled hypertension. There is research that shows that NSAIDs can cause decreased um, circulation. So patients with uncontrolled hypertension, renal issues, irritable bowel, inflammatory bowel, if you've had any cardiac problems in the past, it's going to be um, a consideration for, okay, for consideration if, if this inset is going to be okay for you. All right. All right. Now the anti-epileptic um, medications, don't give them to patients who have compromised kidney functions or if they're allergic to it. Lidocaine is also a anesthetic for pain relief. Not too many contraindications for that, just if the person has had an allergic reaction to it. And then the opioid analgesics that we listed before, if you have respiratory instability, and respiratory instability could actually be what? What is a condition that patients do that is an addiction? It is a habit that makes them, that makes doctors very leery about putting them under in surgery. A lot of people do it. We tell them not to do it, but it's an addiction that they have, but it makes them almost incompatible for general sedation, because it puts them to sleep, puts them under. What is that addiction that patients may have that may make them inappropriate for surgery? Yes, you got it. Smokers, smokers, especially people that have been smoking for quite a while, they can look physically healthy, right? They can be looking physically healthy on the outside, but if you are a smoker, respiratory instability. Because if they put you underneath general anesthesia and it's time for them to take the ventilator off and revive you, your lungs will not have the capacity for re like resuscitation, right? So um, I know people that are told, nope, you can't have that surgery till you stop smoking. All right. So that is something that is a consideration. We're talking about opioids. Yes. Acute mental instability or high suicidal risk, intolerance, renal or hepatic impairment. Great. 
So our nursing considerations, these are things we do for everybody, no matter what age they are. Assess and document client's pain before giving analgesia. Pain is subjective, subjective. So my pain may not be your pain. Regularly check the client's mental state and vital signs. Notify if the pulse rate is less than 50 beats per minute or more than 110 beats per minute. Monitor for um, clients who have reduced breathing, looking for the integumentary changes such as skin rash, if your patient has any visual changes, tinnitus, weight gain, influenza-like symptoms. Of course, we don't want to give aspirin or aspirin-like drugs to patients with influenza-like symptoms, particularly children, okay? Also, we have monitor or assess for GI bleeding and monitor patients' intake, output, urinary retention, urinary patterns, bladder distension. So this medication, although it seems kind of like, oh, I can get this over the counter, it's not a big deal, but it is. There, there are consequences for taking naproxen, ibuprofen, aspirin, acetaminophen over the counter. Got to be prepared for it. All right, if you are ready for your NCLEX questions, go ahead and put ready on the screen, ready on the screen. I do not have my share goals, but we're really close. We're almost close. Here's our first question. Are you ready? How to pass NCLEX? Let's go. All right, question number one says this. Oh, I like this one. Multiple clients were brought to the emergency department following a vehicular accident. The nurse prepares to carry out the doctor's order. Which of the following clients are safe to receive NSAIDs? Okay, who's safe to receive NSAIDs? Number one, a client with reported abdominal discomfort and shortness of breath. Two, a client with a twisted back who reports numbness in both feet. Three, a client with facial injuries who reported chest discomfort. Or four, a dialysis client with ankle injuries and road rashes. Ooh, this is good, actually. Who is the safest patient? And this is what I tell you guys already. The medications seem easy, but when it comes to prioritization and management of care, this is where you can struggle. And so this is why it's important for you to come up with um, class time, making time available for yourself. All right. So the correct answer here is going to be number two. Number two is our most appropriate patient. Because remember, what did I tell you with the NSAIDs? There are certain conditions that makes it not safe for a patient. So a lot of people pick number four. They were looking at the injuries and not the patient as a whole, right? So you saw ankle injuries and road rashes, but you skipped over this is a dialysis patient. And so this patient already has what? Renal compromise. So we have to be careful with giving these types of medications for this patient. What about um, number one, person has abdominal discomfort, shortness of breath. Okay, so we not we're not really sure what's going on with this patient. Three, nobody picked three too much because of the facial injuries, and we know we may not want to give patients um, incest with facial injuries. We don't know, so it was actually the twisted back. Twisted back 
doesn't give us any red flags so far. All right. So again, what it takes for you to pass the NCLEX is number one, content, but also to reading comprehension. Slow down. Every word that is given to you is going to be important to help you pick the right answer. They'll give you the right answer, but you just got to be able to recognize it. So that is our challenge. That's our big challenge. All right, let's try this one. The doctor, this is question number two. The doctor prescribed ibuprofen to a client with moderate muscle pain and a temperature of 105. Which of the following findings should the nurse consider before giving the medication? Number one, T3 of 110. Two, platelet count of 250,000. Three, ALT of 250 or four, creatinine clearance of 120. Here we go, here we go. So this just demonstrates to me if you are making the correlation, okay? And you know your lab values, this is it. This is all about lab values here. And I like it, if you don't know, say, I don't know. This is why you, this is why you come to class. Correct answer here is number three, okay? A ALT of 250, it's too high. Patient has liver disease, okay? Can cause damage. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs should be avoided. This one was challenging, okay? This one was challenging only in the matter that I put a distractor here of a temperature of 105, that just that one little abnormal thing can distract you from making the correlation between the ibuprofen and abnormal liver values. That's it. So when people tell me they failed the NCLEX, but they studied and they knew their content, then I know it becomes a matter of what was your reading comprehension like? Did you fall into the traps of the distractors? Because I'm going to tell you guys, the distractors are distracting. That means they're there to do their job, to see if you will second guess yourself, to see if you will second guess yourself. So we're on a mission for several things. There's several factors that play into a role of passing the NCLEX. Let's do this next question. The nurse assesses a client with end-stage pancreatic cancer before giving oxycodone. Which evaluation finding needs to be reported to the doctor immediately? Number one, a pain rating of 10 out of 10. Two, the presence of thrush at the oral mucosa. Three, high pitched whistling lung sounds. Four, a stage four pressure ulcer developing. Okay. All right. Which one is going to be, which one is going to be the most important? Which one is going to be the most important here? All right. And I think I have... Everybody on one accord, I couldn't get you guys with this one. 
It is number three. It's number three, everybody. The high-pitched whistling lung sounds. Oxycodone can slow or stop breathing and should not be given to patients with asthma or patients with any kind of respiratory issue. So we are 27 away from unlocking the bonus question. So if we don't get it in the next question, then we'll just stop at four questions today, okay? All right, we're 27 likes away on YouTube from this. All right, so let me plug in my charger here. Okay, all right, let's go to the final question here, maybe. It's this. Let's see if this one is tricky. Okay, here we go. The nurse observes the post-amputation client receiving a fentanyl injection. After giving the medication, the nurse notices that the client's lips have turned bluish, breathing has been reduced, and the skin was cold. What medication should the nurse prepare? Is it number one in acetocysteine, two, atropine, three, sodium bicarbonate, or four, naloxone? Safety question right here. We want to make sure that we have our safety questions all in line. That's the most important thing. We are four likes away from our, our light go. I need three more people. We are three likes away. Who are going to be the three? Correct answer here is, well, we need three more likes, y'all. Come on. Naloxone, this is the medication you better have memorized because this medication will, um, it will bind to opioids. It will help to, yeah, it will help to reduce the effects because fentanyl can cause an overdose, okay? So stupor, changes in pupil size, clammy skin, cyanosis, that blueness, respiratory failure, which actually will just lead to death. Naloxone can quickly reverse an overdose by blocking the effects of the opioid. It can restore normal breathing within two to three minutes in a person whose breath has slowed or even stopped um, because of the result of an opioid overdose. So this medication is so important. This is why it is everywhere. Um, you know, the first responders carry it now. Doctors offices have it. Emergency rooms have it because naloxone, and somebody asked naloxone, yeah, Narcan. But for NCLEX, remember, I know other NCLEX reviews are presenting you guys the, um, the trade names, but study the generic names. Please do yourself a favor and do that because those are the only ones that are going to show up on NCLEX. I saw NCLEX reviewer, they were doing a, a live and they were talking about Tylenol and I just was like, help these people please help them so um yeah bonus unlocked y'all did it y'all work together here is the fifth and final question bonus question unlock round of applause for teamwork i heard you guys encouraging each other you did it and so our bonus question unlocked yes y'all smash that like button it is question number five is this okay oh let's do this one this is good a nurse is assessing four patients who recently started over-the-counter pain medications. Which person, which patient should the nurse prioritize for further assessment and intervention? Here we go. Number one, 
30-year-old patient who took aspirin for a mild headache and reports slight ringing in the ears. Two, 50-year-old patient with hypertension who took ibuprofen for joint pain and reports no symptoms. Three, 65-year-old patient with diabetes who took acetaminophen for neuropathic pain in the feet and reports relief. Four, 40-year-old patient with a history of peptic ulcer disease who took naproxen and reports mild abdominal discomfort. Who's the priority here? Looks like it's between one and four. And this was this is real life NCLEX, right? You can get it down to two. But then what is the determining factor? Hmm. Is safety, is safety. And this is what we go. I'm so glad you unlocked this bonus question today because this is what we go over week after week. I'm getting you to a point where you are looking for what? What do I always say? Don't switch your answer. Stay with your first mind. All right. Think about what you learned in lecture today. There's only one answer here that is right. I'm not doing select all that applies with you guys as much because what I'm finding is that getting the first priority right is the challenge for you. If I say, oh, it's two priorities or three priorities, you'll, you'll know that. But it's establishing the hierarchy that we're struggling with right now in this season. So the priority here is number four. Number four, period. It's this, this was not a difficult prioritization because number four is having peptic ulcer disease, took naproxen, and they're having abdominal discomfort, which could be what? GI bleeding. And so if we're looking at, okay, if I don't come, if I don't come with one 30-year-old patient took aspirin, they report slight ringing in the ears. We know that that is a side effect of aspirin. You're going to have tinnitus. Some people have tinnitus, right? So if you don't come, what is it going to be? They're going to keep on having tinnitus if you never come, okay? Number four, 40-year-old patient, history of what? Peptic ulcers. They have a history of it. And now they're having mild abdominal discomfort. When I take, when I take naproxen, I don't have abdominal discomfort. I should not have abdominal discomfort. So this is how you, when you get it down to two on your NCLEX, this is how you make sure you stay on track. All right, we're looking for the unexpected, the abnormal assessments. And you knew that. A lot of y'all picked number one when you had no business picking number one because you knew it was number four. That's just the truth of the matter. Right. But what I will say is this. OK, what I will say is this, is that it wasn't an accident that you were here today. You were here today because there were some things that you needed to hear, whether it was from this class or it was from the Remar nurse that showed up and said something. OK. And it is here for your good. 
okay? It is here for your good. And so you will think back on this. When you're taking your NCLEX exam and you get a position like this, you will think back on this day <laughs> and you will say, I will not be distracted. I have, I have something more to do. All right, so 30-day challenge is going on right now, creating a free account. Again, this is something you don't have to pay for. Once you sign up for the V2, you will get, even if you're signing up for the trial, again, 30-day challenge is found inside of the trial. So if you're in the trial version of the V2 or you have the full version, the paid version, you have access to this. You have access to this every day, 30 days, get into it, okay? Every day for 30 days. Remarnurse.com forward slash 30 days. That's how you sign for it. It's really easy. All right, I wanna get into... I want to get into the importance of the V2. I know you have questions about this course. I'm going to reserve that to the end, but I do have my, my most favorite part of this session is Monday motivation. And this is a word. And if you have been watching from the beginning of the show, most of the Remar nurses have already said the word that is needed for today's Monday motivation. The topic is success doesn't grow over night. Many things don't happen overnight. Your success is one of them. So let me ask you this. If you were getting a hot dog, okay, what would you put on it? Would you put ketchup, mayo, or mustard? I took my kids to the zoo and I got a hot dog and I got a hot dog. It, the hot dog wasn't very good. You know, normally like if you go to a place like Disney World or Disneyland and they give you a hot dog and you pay $9 for the hot dog, it's going to be Flame. It's going to be amazingly amazing. This hot dog at the zoo was not that. But I always get hot dogs the same way. I'm very basic. Okay. Some people say, I don't even want anything. I just want the hot dog. Right. So I always get hot dogs with just ketchup only. Like that's all I do. I don't fool around with mustard. I just don't trust it. There's something about mustard that just doesn't seem right with me. Some people love mustard. I do like mayo. I love mayo. But there's one thing that I will always rock with mustard about. There's one thing that I love about mustard. It has nothing to do with hot dogs. I just was being nosy about how you guys liked your hot dogs. But mustard, 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 mustard. The parable of the mustard seed. When it comes to condiments that are mentioned in the Bible, none will ever trump mustard. Because that mustard seed, y'all, that seed is just like, Jesus loves mustard. I don't know if you guys know this, but let me tell you something about mustard. Jesus loves mustard. And many of you know the parable of the mustard seed. If you are a Bible, okay, if you are a Bible reader, you know that you've heard that we need to have the faith of what? The mustard seed. There's also something else that Jesus says is like the mustard seed. He says actually like the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is like the mustard seed. So just think about it. Just think about this. But we're going to talk about the parable of the mustard seed. This is um, this is it. So Jesus told another parable where he said the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Okay, though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds can come 
and perch in its branches. I like that. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Um, and so we also know that we are to have faith like a mustard seed. So if you think about a mustard seed, this is how big a mustard seed is. Like, even if I had it in my hands, you couldn't see it. And for some of us, this is what we need to know about the faith that we have. It just needs to be this big. All right. But the idea, though, of the mustard seed is that it is not supposed to stay a seed. Where are we supposed to put the faith of the mustard seed? Where is it supposed to go? It's not just supposed to be a seed that you're carrying around. We have to put it in good soil, right? And then what do you do once you plant a seed? What do you do? You water it, okay? You, you're not there over it every day like, oh, are you going to grow today? Are you going to do it today? No, you have faith that the thing will grow in time, in its own time. And so when we are taking our little faith, when it comes to passing NCLEX, right? What does Jesus say? He says, if you have this little faith, and then he looks around, he says the biggest thing, right? He says, you could take the biggest thing, which is a mountain and tell it to move and it will move. Like whatever big thing that is around you, that you are focused on, that seems like it's a mountain that is impossible, God says the faith of a mustard seed and God is possible, right? It's possible. But again, we're to plant the seed. We are to water it. How do you water your faith? You speak good things. You, 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 you read the word. You, you believe in the promises of God. Like those are things that you do daily to grow your faith. It's not just walking around with this little bit of faith. You have a part to play in it. And so I love, um, you know, the nurse um, today, Nurse Kat, she says when she got into that exam, she wrote, I can, I will, I must. I can, I will, I must. That's watering the faith. That's watering the seed. And then the fact that when it grows, it does even more than you thought. And, and what I really love about the mustard seed, again, Jesus picked such an amazing analogy for us to understand, because even though we don't use mustard seeds today in the same way, most of us are not gardeners. We don't plant things. There's relevancy even in today. The mustard seed, the mustard, you know, the mustard trees, you know how they have fires in California you know, where they have these wildfires. Well, did you know that mustard trees, mustard plants make fire worse because they're like inflammable? Like you can't flame up, you can't burn up a mustard tree, right? And, and I think that is so important because in our lives, when you allow the Holy Ghost to come in and have that Holy Ghost fire inside of you, you will be able to stand amongst any trouble. You will not be consumed by your troubles because you have that faith, because you have that understanding that with God is possible. With God is possible. So if you needed something to give you a reason to believe, please think about the little that is required for you to see miracles. 
all right, happen in your life. All right, all things must start with small beginnings. Never underestimate the power of God. He's only asking you to bring a little, a little. The mustard seed may seem insignificant, so small you can't even see it. But when it grows, it grows to something that is more than you could ever believe. But you have to have faith. You have to have faith that it will happen. Um, in our lives, even today, we saw nurses that could have given up, could have been very low, but they decided, I'm trying. even when I look at this book, I talk about quick facts. This was my mustard seed. Literally started with just one idea, one small page, one title, quick facts, right? And now this is a mustard seed that has just grown and it's helped so many people. But imagine if I didn't finish it or I thought it was too big to do. And so whatever little bit that you need it today, I hope that you've received your portion of it. I like this scripture here. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And that's Matthew 17, 20, 21. That's somebody's word today. And this is why I always wear this shirt. Y'all love this shirt. With God is possible. And that's just my ministry. That's just my ministry. With God is possible. I don't know how you're going to do it by yourself. I don't know. I don't know. Can't do it alone. You've been trying to do it alone. It's tough. But with God is possible. Y'all might need to wear this shirt. I might need to wear it. You know we have it. Go to the website. It's there. Um, but more importantly, is just to understand that there's a better way. There's a better way to do things. Okay, guys. Monday motivation has been served. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Thank you for showing up from all parts of the world. Literally all parts of the globe. I want you, go ahead and tell me where you're from. Some, just let me know the countries that are representing today. Um, the pleasure has been mine. I love when we do our Monday motivations because um, it's an opportunity for us to prioritize our food, our spiritual food. Maybe we've been too busy, didn't make it to church. Maybe we don't even go to church. It's not something that we're doing right now. We do not read the Bible. Monday motivations give us an opportunity to do that every single week. So we're doing our best. We're doing our best. Tennessee, Baltimore, Nebraska, Ohio, Nigeria, Philippines, California. Yes. Yes. Don't give up. The ATT is coming. I was reading today. Sometimes it could take four to six weeks to come. And that's a long time when you're waiting for something. But let that mustard seed grow. Let that mustard seed grow. Virginia in the house, New York. Minneapolis, Uganda, international community. Okay, I want to just give a couple minutes while I'm on here live for anybody who has questions about V2, um, the V2 workbook I have in front of me. I also have quick facts in front of me. We can discuss that. Downloadable workbook. These are all the things I brought with me. Nigeria is beautiful. I've never been there before. I also have quick facts for nursing school, for my nursing school people who are here. Haiti, Orlando. Okay. 
that. What else? What questions do you have for me while I'm on here? Somebody asked, how can you get the first shift book? First shift is also on the website. For those of you who want that one, it's remarnurse.com. First shift is dominating your first two years of nursing. So that is the book for preparing for your job, your interview. I say use it after you um, pass your NCLEX because it helps you to be a more well thought out nurse. It was good for you. Philippines and the UAE, St. Louis, Rhode Island. Amazing. Okay. How do you access the question bank? So the question bank is inside of V2. It's built in. It's right under the left, um, the left icons, your control panel. It should be right under courses. You'll have access to the question bank. It's right there. Do you have virtual lectures in V2? I only see recorded videos. Yes. So the V2 has the recorded course for you to go over. This would be considered a virtual lecture here, Mondays and Wednesdays. I go live for you all. And we're talking about something from the course. Um, do we have, let's see, what do you say? I ordered V2 almost three weeks ago. So V2 is not something that's mailed to you. V2 is your, it's your platform that is online. So you are to log into the platform to start your V2 classes, okay? But if you need clarification on that, please send me an email, support at remarreview.com. Support at remarreview.com. The only thing that is mailed to you is quick facts, mm -hmm. okay? Or if you order the workbook that is printed out, okay? It's there. Oh, how can you track ship shipping? Go to support at remarreview.com and then they'll just give it to you if you don't have it. But you usually get an email in when your package is shipped out, right? How can I get quick facts for nursing school? It's the same, it's on the website remarnurse.com. This is for nursing students who are starting nursing school and you want information on med surge and pharmacology. This is for you. Remember, this is not the same book as this, okay? This book, you are memorizing cover to cover for NCLEX. This book has a lot of things in it that will help you for nursing school, but you don't have to memorize it for NCLEX. So, Okay. Don't memorize this one. This is a reference book. So like if you look at your syllabus and you're like, oh, today, you know, the teacher is going to go over laryngitis. Okay. We're in, then you go here and you go look at laryngitis before class. Okay. That's how this book works. It's a reference book, not memory. Oh, not related. But how is your friend Brittany? So um, the funeral is Thursday. So I'll be flying back to Texas on Thursday for Brittany's husband's funeral. And I would say she's doing the best that anybody can expect her to do. You know, you lose your husband. She's doing, she's doing the best. And she thanks you all for your prayers. Um, and I thank you all for them too. Thank you for asking, even asking about, even asking about her. Thank you so much. Um, let me see. What would you recommend for me who is trying to get back to nursing school four years ago in Ghana and writing the English. Okay, trying to get back to nursing four years ago. Uh, just the same thing. I would say do V2, do V2, just like the other international nurses that come into our space. They do V2. If you're in Ghana now, get these two, okay? Just get these two, go to V2, 
you'll watch the videos. That will be like going to nursing school again for you. Watching the videos in here. And it's very important that you have this because you will be filling out the blank portions in this book. This book is going to come mostly blank. Nothing you can do if you don't have the videos with this. Okay. Um, and so... All right, and then you'll study your quick facts, but there is a study calendar. So when you order it, please send me an email so I can make sure you understand how to use the two books together. Mm. I scheduled myself to start my V2 on the 15th of February. Okay, while I'm doing the 30 days, do you think it? No, no, you don't, it won't impact it. For you. So if you're starting on the 15th of February, then you'll do everything on the calendar and then you'll just add the V, you'll add the 30 day challenge onto the daily calendar. So that's my goal. My goal though, honestly, if you have V2, you are prioritizing your content in V2. Prioritize the things on the, the schedule for V2. Okay. The 30 day challenge just helps you to understand what you've just studied. So it's not going to, it doesn't prohibit you. It only helps you. What are the things that I need to focus on? I'm so distracted. Is there anything to take? Um, I think the things you need to focus on right now, if you're distracted is, do I still want to be working at this job I'm working at now? Do, do I not want to make 40 or $50 an hour? Am I okay making 14 or $13 an hour? I think you have to understand that the longer that you're comfortable where you are, the longer you stay where you are. I think that's the major thing. Like, are you okay with not going on vacations and not being able to take your kids to Disney World? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much that you need to be doing that you can't do without a nursing license. I would just look at my bank account and that would just make me wanna get my nursing license because before I had my nursing license, I was very poor. And I was just tired of eating at McDonald's all the time, you know? Now I never eat at McDonald's and it's because I don't have to. But I don't know, maybe y'all wasn't as poor as me. I was very poor, I was a very poor nursing student. So I was eating off the dollar menu all the time. But some of y'all are living very glamorous lives pre-nursing. And I just feel like maybe that's just too, y'all too comfortable. Y'all are too blessed. That's what I would say. Um, let's see. When is the 30 days motivation start? So the 30 days, it is, um, it is starting whenever you want to start it. That's the thing about the 30 day that's why we did all the time is because when you sign up for it, Linda, when you go to remarnurse.com, forward slash 30 days, then it can start for you that day. So you don't have to wait for anybody else. Okay. Um, that's it. I'm actively having V2. How do I implement the 30 day challenge? I've been out of school three years and this will be my first time testing. Okay. So if you print out your calendar, um, if you print out your 30 day calendar, OK, and this this isn't the one that I wanted to show you, but this was what it looks like in the V2. OK, if you print out this calendar here, it will tell you at the end of the study session when you can do the 30 day challenge. All right. 
And so it's important for you to use that. If you're doing V2 and you want to do the 30 day challenge, go to your file vault and on every day of any session, it will tell you which challenge video to do. Okay. Prayer. Okay. Um, okay, Rosie, I, we will be praying for you right now. Rosie is asking for prayer. Um, let's just pray for her right now. Can we do that? Can we, can we pray for Rosie right now? Everybody, let's just bow, um, bow our heads, close our eyes, clear our minds and petition God for Rosie's family. They've been kidnapped since last Saturday. They're asking for money um, that you just don't have. So um, Heavenly Father, we are just asking right now that you look upon um, you look upon this situation with only the care and intention that you can. We are petitioning for safety for guardian angels, Lord. We're petitioning that in the end, this trial will become a testimony. Father, forgive us, um, forgive us of all of our shortcomings so that we may go boldly into that throne of grace and just ask that a miracle be done. Please return her family safely, but also allow us to have the faith to believe that it can happen. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Wow. That's such a hard, hard thing. Such a hard thing. Okay. Um, we, and we have to be grateful. Okay. We just have to be grateful for every opportunity we have and, and go to prayer. Rosie, you're doing the right thing by asking for prayer. Cause really sometimes that's, that's all, that's what we can do and, and trust God. Trust in God for your family. Okay. All right. Um, what else? I purchased the quick facts. It's not enough in my opinion for med surge. No, it's not. No, this right here, this book is to be used in combination with your nursing class. All right. So this book is a supplement. It's a supplement for everything. But remember, typically when you're in nursing school and it is an assignment, you're given 10, 20 chapters to read. And it's not realistic, in my opinion, to think that a person is going to read all that and retain it. It wasn't my experience in nursing school. Anyways, I wish I had quick facts to simplify some of those topics. But you have to go to class. You have to attend lectures. That's part of your learning process. Right. What is it? Hi, professor. Is the $50 renewal for three months or just a month? It's for, it's a month. It's one month. What else do you guys have? Thank you. Um, can I add this to it? Okay. So again, really quickly, guys, I just want to talk about, I have a visual now for the 30 day challenge. So the 30 day challenge is found in the second circle of the V2. So the idea is that once you do the first circle with my face on it and you do the lectures, then you click over to the 30 day challenge button and you'll have the 30 day challenge. The first videos are kind of like tutorials, but then the second set are the 30 day challenge and they actually go by the study session. So it will say session two or session three or session four, so that if you are doing study session number one, then you click on 
30-day challenge study session number one, and you'll play that video. And it's me asking you questions from that study session. So, and, and the videos- I hear you mind. You can hear it. <laughs> the videos are, again are going to be very concise and to the point. So it should not add more than 10 to 15 minutes to your study session. That was my goal. Okay. So people are in it. Discussion boards are below it. All right. Okay. It's all there for you. What does that say? I took my LVN and passed with Remar. V2, fourth time, been out of school 17 years. So again, this is the program that I always encourage you to go to. I do have, you know, YouTube videos. I have a lot of YouTube videos, but it's not going to give you the structure that the V2 would. So the V2, it is all of the topics that need to be explained. Not everything needs to be explained. Okay. All right. Um, so here we go. Rosie says, if you eat at McDonald's all the time to show you have McDonald's McDonald's. No, no. 10 years ago, before I became a nurse, McDonald's was not as expensive as it is now. Definitely. Do anybody remember $3? There was a time for McDonald's where you could get a large fry for a dollar. Times have changed. Times have changed. Um, so this is an example of the videos in the V2. And again, there is a benefit to learning quicker than just doing questions when you have somebody explain something to you. And I love the videos in V2. I think that they were produced magnificently for the learner, the beginning. So if you're starting in the beginning, if you're a beginning nursing student, this is the way to go. This is absolutely the way to go. Watching these videos. Don't start off doing 100 questions, 200 questions a day. Please do not start off doing computer adaptive tests. This is the recommendation for the RN and the PN review. All right. Best advice for someone who is returning after years of practice. Are you returning to studying? Are you a PN going for an RN? I think, you know, if you've been working as a nurse for a long time, you need to take on the mentality of learning because in the course of actually practicing, we tend to pick up a lot of habits that may work in the real world, but would not work for NCLEX. So just um, just come, come into it with the mindset that you're here to learn and you're here to listen. I think learn and listen. Shawnee L. Should I buy quick facts for nursing? Because this is my fourth attempt. Do I need more content? Um, quick facts for nursing, like I said, it is a reading reference source. So if you are doing the V2 and if you are studying from quick facts and doing the questions, you know, here and there, then typically that's all you need to pass. If you see People who are coming on passing did not buy this book. They don't have this book. So it would just be you wanting to add another resource to the, the process. 
And again, that's subjective. I don't think that you need it. But if you feel like you want to, you know, read more in some areas or you, you know, you don't feel like you're grasping the content and the way you should, you could. But I don't think that um, I don't think that you necessarily need to. I don't want you to just be buying things just to buy things. You know, that's that's not my that is not my my motivation. If I have the 2019, 22 version of Quick Facts and Virtual Trainer, do I need to update my material? Yes. If you don't have, if you don't have V2, that's a problem. You need to have V2 because you are missing out on so much if you don't have it. You, you don't have the question bank with the next gen case studies um, in it. You don't have this if you don't have V2. All right. Um, you have you just have outdated material. So I would definitely tell you to move into the um, into that. I passed my NCLEX RN on one thirteen in the eighth sitting. Somebody read this. I am officially a Remar nurse. I am an international nurse. So where are we going? This is this is where we go. I'm so I'm so proud of the international nurses because I was you know I'm looking at the requirements that it takes. It's so challenging. I am international nurse. V two and quick facts really helped with God's help. Content is very important, and so that's why I'm saying any you can pass this test. You can pass this test if you align yourself with the right program, the right process and you prioritize it, then you are able to sit for this exam and you're able to pass it. And then you're able to work as an RN in the United States. All right, so if that's your goal, every time you come here, you see the formula of what people are doing. And that formula is not changing. It is just a matter of if you're gonna make the decision, let me just go ahead and do it. Or if you're going to return to other programs, I don't know what other NCLEX reviewers you might be using, but if you're coming here week after week, it is because you feel like you're missing something in whatever else you're doing, okay? And so this international nurse, after the eighth time, now does not have to continue to study, all right? So there is something, all right? There is something here for the nurses. Okay. All right. I'm not going to keep you guys long. We've been together for over an hour, this study session. I will simply say to you guys, if your intention is to pass the NCLEX this year in 2024, there are things that you need to do in order to make that happen. You know where you are in the process. You know where you are in studying with me. I'm here. I want to I want to be the person that prepares you for this exam, but you have to be in line with what I'm recommending. Okay? And I recommend for you to do the lectures in the V2, study the quick facts, follow that daily calendar. That, those are the things that I tell you to do week after week. So, where are you at in the process of that? All right? That is how you're going to prepare educationally motivationally, you know, you got to give a lot of stuff to God. You got to cut out a lot of things that are distracting you. It could be social media. 
It could be picking up hours. And I know picking up extra hours for money sounds good, but in the long term is keeping you from progressing in this area of your life. So the money that you get now, you need it to pay bills and car notes and things like that, I understand. But also it may require you to get up early, get up an hour early, stay up an hour later. You might not be able to do all the things with your kids for a short time. No, I know about sacrificing time, all right? But it's important for you to get this thing done. A lot of you, it's important for you to get this done. I wanna help you where I can, but I don't know, I can't get to it. <laughs> These videos, all right, is, is my best way to help you. So I will leave you with that. Remember, faith is small as a mustard seed. That's all we need. And you absolutely, you can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. Can, will, when you get in that exam center, write that down. You can, you will, you must. And when you look at a question and it's difficult and you're like, I don't really know what this is asking me, but guess what? I can, I will, I must pass NCLEX. I did not come this far to leave without my nursing license. You did not come all this way to stop now. All right. So do what you need to do, guys. I love you all. And I will see you on Wednesday. God be with you. Many 